0: Hey, I'm Roberta Blevins, and this is Life After MLM, a podcast where we work to end the stigma of failure in an industry designed for you to fail. Welcome to another episode of Life After MLM. Today we have a very interesting perspective. We're talking to somebody who was targeted. Uh, and was lucky enough to see the signs and not sign on that dotted line but we're going to talk to you today about different red flags to look for just just different things keep your eyes open about and make sure that you don't get you know stuck in one of these scams so I'm going to introduce Tallulah hey Tallulah Uh, would you like to introduce yourself and um, talk to us about uh, where you were in your life when this MLM came and Uh, targeted you
1: so I was in kind of a transitional period um for since I finished grad school around 2006 2007 I had actually pursued off and on a career as a teacher of English as a foreign language in different countries so I had done contracts in other countries uh North Africa Middle East Latin America and um you know, kind of every time I finished a contract kind of questioned, oh, do I want to come back to the States and like kind of pursue something there um, and then do something else later. And the, the longest contract I had was four years. I was in Saudi Arabia. I was teaching at a university and I came back and decided, you know, I've been away from my family, my friends, my best friend had just adopted children. And so I wanted to kind of Maybe see at least for, you know, settle down some, maybe buy a house. And then if I wanted to in the future, sublet the house, if I wanted to do another contract abroad. Um, But that was really, I I wanted to be in education, in international studies, in training and development, something like that. So I was looking to kind of integrate back into getting a career, like a career, not an MLM, right? (laughs) A career (laughs) in uh, the Bay Area, California and so um i was having kind of trouble because a lot of you know really good jobs are through networking or through you you start with a company and you move up so if you're away for four years and you don't have a lot of connections and you're all of a sudden looking to transfer your experience and skills and get one of those jobs it's a little difficult my mom's friend who had worked for the government of the city that I I was born in, that I was from, um, suggested that I try this organization. That I had no idea that this kind of place even existed. It's a government-funded uh, job like development center. So it's not unemployment. It's a place where you can go and take courses on how to build your resume, how to practice for interviews, how to use LinkedIn, how to network, how to have you know a good business card, how to uh, dress professionally. Like a lot of different uh kinds of things like that and then within that group there was a a volunteer-based organization that was just for experienced professionals that were looking to get into back into like the full workforce maybe they were taking a survival job or maybe they were just on severance for a while but they were out of work for the moment and it's a lot of tech people you know and maybe some uh people in other kinds of industries but uh I was actually one of the youngest ones there I was in my mid 30s at the time um so basically it was it was like a networking group and it was for experienced professionals to give each other feedback and also to um you know part of networking they say that like your strongest connection is going to be the one that has the least in common with you so if I'm not a software developer but, you know, as far, far as being like in training and development or diversity or something that could exploit my international experience, like maybe there's somebody who, um, is in, who has an interview for software development and then they say, oh, they're actually looking for somebody else for training and development. I'm not qualified, but maybe this, you know, so it, it's basically for people to, to do that. So the fact that the the pitch for an MLM came from that kind of a group was that much more sleazy and underhanded and yeah, you know, I clearly if I I knew what an MLM was if I wanted to do Amway or Mary Kate like then I would have gone to that but to have somebody approach me and say I think that you'd be really great for this opportunity with your personality and with your education and background that was like even more of a you know of a sting because you're you don't want to waste your time when you're in that position right you you're looking for something specific you're looking for something within the professional world and so um i had actually left the organization for about a month by the time i got the contact from this person i had talked to them a, a, a few times uh nothing major you know when you're doing your workshops and and uh networking meetings and Mingling and stuff like you talk to a bunch of different people, I had actually left, and I had gotten you know what was a survival job and hopefully led up to would lead up to like a management position um so he contacted me, and I think he specifically targeted people who had already left so that he could pretend that he found a job, and then was like, "Oh, hey, at my new job, I have an opportunity for you because he said he was working for Trans America. And that trans America had some opportunities and he said, with your personality and with your background, I think you would be perfect for some of these opportunities. And I said, Oh, that's awesome. He said that there have I don't remember what he called it exactly, but maybe like a hiring event or like informational. He was exploiting some of these terms that we were using in the professional, you know, development world. And this was my first red flag i should have paid attention to but i he said uh make sure you dress professionally to show up and i said um oh great should i bring my resume and and at first he was all no that's not important and then i think he caught himself because he remembered where he met me and he was like oh yeah you should bring your resume (laughs) because they tell you to always bring a copy of your resume and then so that that should have been at least a first clue i'm like why did he hesitate you know why why would i not if there's something that he has me in mind And that it's going to be like a hiring event or a job fair or an informational interview or something, then of course, like, why would there even be a question that, you know, I should do that? So um, he tells me to show up at this time, and he said that there's meetings on Wednesday evenings or Saturday mornings. And uh, so the time that I have free is a Saturday morning. So at this time, I'm a complete coffee addict, but I'm assuming Saturday morning at 10, if there's an event, maybe there's going to be like bagels or donuts and coffee or something, whatever. Nope, nothing. And I realized later it's because they want you to be hungry and tired and caffeine withdrawal by the time that they pitch you and get you to sign up and pay that $99 for the background check and then try to get you to, you know, put names of three different family members. I I caught it afterwards. Like, you know, the hindsight is (laughs) 2020. I caught it afterwards. Wow. (laughs) Yes. That's
0: that's incredible. That's a really good point that you bring up. uh, Something that I've mentioned before and I talk about before that multi-level marketing companies aren't businesses. Right And to appear legitimate, they like to use these business terms, like you were saying, that a lot of this stuff was sort of kind of a red flag, but it seemed legitimate enough that it was still flying under that
1: radar. I didn't know that it was a red flag because I wasn't familiar. Like, if I I got pitched again, I would have noticed this from the get-go. I said, oh, this leads to this leads to this. But I didn't catch it at first because, again, I was I was looking for transferring my skills. I was looking to get into different industries. I thought, you know, and again, like some of these like later buzzwords that happened at the meeting, I didn't know they were MLM buzzwords. Like I thought maybe this was the financial industry because he said, because you know, I looked up. So as soon as he said it was Transamerica, I immediately I knew from you know this job search training. I I looked up Transamerica and I looked up any of the positions that i might have been something that had made him suggest me right diversity and inclusion training and development any of that they didn't have any openings (laughs) no openings but even then i thought oh maybe this is one of those like inside hires where before they open it up to everybody they look to see who's working for them already and then those um their connections so I thought, yeah, sometimes that happens, right? Like they they have to prove that they've tried to find somebody within or within contacts. And if they can't prove that they've found somebody with it, then they open it to the world and they put it on the internet for everybody to to apply to. But so I I still um, you know, gave it the benefit of the doubt. So I go through the whole, there's tons of people. They go through a little hallway before you get into the main place. It's like a a rented, it looked like a rented like office space. But they, they take us to this little hallway and then they give us name tags and then the name tag has your name and then the person who invited you and they had different colors for. <laughs> I guess the different levels of the kind of person that invited you right and um, and I think that this actually alerted the higher ups into how much they should talk to you, because I was getting a lot more attention than people with different colored name tags. I mean, looking at this background, it's just like, it's so many little tactics that I'm recognizing, you know? That's an excellent point
0: that like, <laughs> as you're saying this, the wheels in my head were going click, 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 <laughs> click. Oh my God. 100%. Like there's yeah. no other reason for the separate but equal in MLM other it's than loaded. to di- yeah. yeah, like to differentiate <laughs> you. Right.
1: And why does it matter who invited me? I mean, that person <sighs> knows that I'm there, right? <laughs> right. <laughs> you know who I am. Why, does other, yeah. why do other people need to know? Why do I have to have a little color? <laughs> right. <laughs>
0: so, so so you get this pitch and, you know, the guy says, it's It's, uh, you know, Transamerica. It's totally legitimate
1: company. That beautiful old building in San Francisco, you know, know a a recognized name. Super famous. Yeah. Super 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 well-known. Well-known.
0: Uh, if you're in the finance industry and somebody says, oh, yeah, we work with Transamerica, like oh. there's nobody that's going to be like, that's a scam. That? Yeah. Unless oh, they a- know exactly that Transamerica also has this MLM affiliation
1: with World Financial Group. Well, that's the point. It's <laughs> like, well, once I found out it was called World Financial Group, then I wanted to find out more after the whole meeting. Then I looked it up. And then as soon as it, as the Google search says is a multi-level, then I like start, you know, the cartoon with the steam coming out the ears. I was like, are you kidding me that this guy did this to me? Like that I was at this place. Like if I'm going to say, yes, I'm going to uh, an informational interview or a hiring event like that's, and you already have a job and you're trying to work up and you're open to other stuff. Like your time is valuable. Your energy is valuable. Your bandwidth for this kind of thing, because people will waste your time, even if it's a legitimate opportunity, you know, like trying to find a a decent job that you can live on in single income in this area. And like the fact that somebody would, for their own purposes, exploit somebody else looking in that position and and make it look like it was legitimate was even that much more angering to me, you know? So um, and it also made me think you knew that, otherwise, why wouldn't you have said it was World Financial Group to begin with? You said it was Transamerica. Yeah. Transamerica, yeah. you know, technically owns them, but it 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 it's not. You know, if you work for Transamerica for those positions that I saw were already filled on the website, you get a salary. It's a job. You do the job. You know, you're. It's not about recruiting other people. It's not about your downline, your upline. You know, all these things. So, um, yeah, so that, that was, you know, part of the aftermath, but so we, so once we're in there, we get that, we get our little name tags and then we go to a main hallway where everybody's standing. And then this woman goes up to a podium and then she's just starts shouting out of context, inspirational and you know, how important money is and how everybody has the power to be successful, you know, like real general kind of things. I'm like, all right. Um, Still, I, I, because I'm not familiar with this, I don't have any, like, this is an MLM recruiting. They have a bunch of pictures of people on the walls with their portraits, and they have the different 500 club, million club, or whatever, and then they have the power couples, and I'm like, huh. Oh, and then somebody mentioned that, um, you know, he's a man of God, which I thought that was, a and, and I know later, because of the research that I started doing, that the A lot of especially the the mormon connection and stuff is uh that's a big thing and i've always been very wary of that because i know from working in different public sectors and even in private um that you you don't have religion be part of the thing unless religion is part of the thing right if you're working for a religious school yeah all bets are off you're gonna say you know i'm a man of god and this is why this is important or a church or something but everything else, the only other time I've seen that is with MLMs, that people try to link some kind of spiritual (laughs) belief. But I thought, okay, well, maybe they're making, letting this guy go off on his (laughs) thing, but I don't know. Well, you know, a
0: lot of the, a lot of the religious stuff um, are just really dog whistles for people sitting in that audience. You know, the platitudinous buzzwords, the dog whistles, saying things that are like, just enough to get somebody's attention, right? um And yeah, it's it's really interesting. And
1: I know well because the city I live in is about fifty percent Hispanic, and I know that a lot of MLMs. Seeing that the I watched the whole Herbal Life. This like I did a whole deep dive into you know MLMs pyramid schemes after this because I was really interested in the psychology. <laughs> All of like you know what would have happened if I had been part of it um i know that you know especially with the Herbalife um precedent that was set that they really try to and you know especially immigrants people that are not as savvy into what these kinds of things are and trying to promise some of these things that they um that are part of you know the american dream you've talked about that on your uh <laughs> previously that i've i've heard a lot about that about this um this uh you know uh exploiting people's belief and faith in that kind of thing so we go so after we're in that main thing and i'm like okay well what's next and then um then we're put into like a smaller little room with no windows and these chairs that are all set up like real close to each other and they say try to get a seat in the front and of course like my my like you know overachiever brain is like, yes. Okay. Well, you know, if this is going to help me get a job or whatever, like, oh, so I go and sit in the front and, and of course, then they have people at the doors. So I think they try to get the smartest people or the most, um, uh, motivated or the most desperate for work sit at the front because they know it's going to be hardest for you to leave. Because you have to try to get up and, leave and make a scene as you're leaving, you know. Because they have people at these doors, and I'm pretty sure the doors were locked. And <laughs> yeah, it was really it was strange. It was like we were like, you know, there was like the 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 guard at the doors. So I was we, but you know, I I always was within the mindset of like I I if I go through the whole thing, then people will not question my critiques as much as if I leave halfway or a quarter through. Because then they can always use the excuse that well, you don't really have the fair uh perspective because you didn't complete the whole thing, so I'm like okay, better safe than you know show that I gave the full you know i I gave you guys the full chance to to um benefit of the doubt and everything so we the first pitch guy that comes in super slick you know has he even has like um he's got the gold watch, the suit, the the, um, manscaped eyebrows, you know, like he's (laughs) like the super slick kind of guy. And he's talking about the first thing they bring up is why they are legitimate and why they can justify that they're saying that people can make this certain amount of money. They said, look, if we said that this was Possible and it wasn't, we would get sued because look at who owns us Trans American, all these Aegean and whatever, Aegon, what, whatever, and these international, this Dutch company, which I, I don't remember what, maybe that was Aegon or something like that. He said these companies are affiliated with us. If you couldn't make this much within the first year or two, then we wouldn't be able to legally say this. And I'm like, okay, what other legitimate job do you go in? And the first thing they do when you sit in an interview is, hey, if we weren't going to pay you, then we'd be sued. Okay. We're going to pay you your first check. If you, if you get hired here, (laughs) like if they start us so defensive.
0: (laughs) No, I say that I tell people, I'm like, there's only one industry that trains you on what to say when someone asks you if it's a pyramid scheme, there's only one industry that trains their, their reps. (laughs) And and their pyramid
1: schemes <laughs> yes. I don't need to right and so that was the first thing and they were saying like how legit they were and how um you know they give choice to people they say look we don't say that you need to take our products we give a choice and and then I found out it was you know life insurance like financial advice this kind of stuff and I and then it kind of brought me back to like giving that benefit of the doubt again I was like oh so this is actually something people do like and yeah, with my, I was trying to link like maybe with my experience with working with people, with working with students, with working with different languages, like maybe they wanted me for outreach or for, um, I, I was, I was still trying to, like I didn't immediately come with a, a completely negative perspective and assuming that I was being ripped off or, you know, exploited <laughs> or anything. So I was, I was still trying to make these, these connections. And so I. I kept sitting in that chair <laughs> with the locked door to my left. And then, so that was the first one, was arguing that they were legitimate and then saying what they were supposed to be doing. The next guy came in and it was all the pathos. It was all the um, the guilting and the, he was the first one to say, well, you don't want a J-O-B. You know, this whole thing they do where it's like, oh, it's a dirty word. We have to spell it out. You know, it's like, and then they start making stuff up about what a nine to five is. He's all, how dehumanizing is it to have to ask your supervisor if you can go to the bathroom? When you have your own business and you're working for yourself, you don't have to ask to go to the bathroom. I'm like, Wait, now you're making stuff up. Like I've never had a, a job either salaried or hourly where I had to ask to go to the bathroom. So if you're, if you're creating this scenario, of this environment this is like not even true to get us to try to join this then it does, it shows that you're not, that you don't have much else to, to stand on, right? And then he starts going on about how uh, he was working at this nine to five and he got a call from the school that his son was sick. I guess his wife was out of town or something. And his boss said, no, if you leave today, you don't have a job tomorrow. And he said, I looked into his eyes and I said, you don't understand, my son is sick. I have to go. I, he's all, if you're working for yourself, you don't have to deal with that kind of thing. And again, I was like, wait a minute. Like I know tons of regular jobs that you're allowed to take sick days. I know a lot of people who have children that they're allowed to leave. Maybe they forfeit a couple hours pay or something, but I the the fact that it was like, well, you either are in an MLM and that's the only thing that you can do to be able to pick up your sick kid or any other job in the world, <laughs> like it was just, it's it, the asking to go to the bathroom and those kinds of things as as these examples was, it was such a, um, like a straw man fallacy. You know, it's it, it wasn't true that, and I know that certain jobs allow you a little bit more freedom as far as taking sick days and like leaving at a moment's notice, but it wasn't the difference between any other kind of job and an MLM, like they were creating this false dichotomy absolutely and it's like if you work somewhere where you have to like
0: may I please use the restroom or please let my children <laughs> then you should probably find another job because that place right. was toxic.
1: That was the yeah that was the like creating the idea that this was normal and then the next thing they did was was bring in the other guy again and have him tell this sob story about how um well first he started off with a lot of people say that I don't need to be rich. I just need to take care of myself and um, have a little bit of extra money to have some fun and maybe have a basic retirement. And then he pauses, he's all, that is the most selfish thing in the world that you could possibly say. (laughs) So my nephew had a kidney disorder and he had to have this surgery. And I was the only one in the family that was able to pay for that and make sure that he was alive. I held my nephew in my arms after the surgery and he said, Thank you so much for saving my life. It was like trying to tug on the heartstrings of this. And I was sitting there thinking, This is not the question of whether or not I should join an MLM. This is a question of we need an overhaul of the health insurance coverage issue in this country. This is not the answer that we should just live with this and then oh the answer is you find a a job like and there again you're creating this false dichotomy that there's no jobs in the world that will you know provide a, a decent wage and health insurance <laughs> and that thing, so i i mean just the logic i mean i used to teach like you know debates for high school and and university students. And I'm just like looking at a logical fallacy here, 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 whatever. I still wasn't completely off board with saying that I wasn't going to be part of it because I wanted more information, but at least I was like, well, these are some faulty arguments for doing something like this.
0: (laughs) MLMs like to prey upon the naivete of people. Yes. Um, And just like not having a lot of life experience or not having Mm -hmm. a lot of job experience, and coming in, and you having a lot of job experience, seeing like this is not the way.
1: Which is why I was so (laughs) wondering. I was so like, why did you think? Like, how far were you expecting me to go, Mr. Recruiter person? That you knew that this wasn't the kind of thing that I was looking for. It wasn't going to provide the kind of thing that I was there for, and. I could also I had job experience where I knew that people didn't have to ask permission to go to the bathroom that people could take sick days that people could get, you know, coverage for health insurance that was reasonable that people had the ability to have a nest egg to help family members if they wanted to. Like, how was he at least hoping that I would sign up for the the $99 background check at the very first day or that he would get a, a you know me at least to rope in they they talk about the this is another thing that i didn't know to begin with the 3330 that you have to sit in on three meetings recruit three people within the first 30 days of joining and like that was another thing like when i was working for a university i didn't have to recruit three new teachers within the first 30 days to keep my job <laughs> you know like you go you go in you do your job, you get paid. That's and then HR is worried about hiring new people when they need them. <laughs> you know, it's not up to me. It's not up to all my colleagues. Um, yeah, that was another thing about the the hiring thing and about um, what they they were that it showed that they were really focusing on that kind of thing. It's like, well, I and, and they said. Um, if if people if people oh this is another defensive thing that they started out people might say that oh they didn't make any money here but you know there might be four of you that signed up for the gym but only one of you is getting fit because only one of you is doing the work that you need to do you have to hustle you have to do do, do. and again within a regular job like nobody has to hustle harder than any but like you do the duties that you go into the job to do and then everybody gets the pay this paid the same as long as you're not completely incompetent, you don't show up, you might get fired. But other than that, like you, it's not that I have to out hustle everybody else in order to get the base pay that I was signed up for month to month. (laughs) Yeah, they they really prey upon like the fear
0: of people, like the fear of missing out on things, the fear Mm -hmm. of being left behind, the fear of not um you know g- getting to be a part of this opportunity as well and then uh you know again like i said the naivete and like and, and not understanding the way that certain things work the way that businesses yes. run
1: and these right. are all
0: red flags as someone that knows how that runs and how it works seeing these things um what were some other red and i know that you know that they're red flags now but at the time yeah. maybe they weren't red flags to you but looking back on it now what are some other red flags in that meeting that you experienced that maybe somebody listening will hear and then know for the future if they find themselves in the situation sure well? like
1: maybe the the jargon like the upline and downline like i didn't know that jargon until afterwards when i started doing all this you know psychological you know history of cults and the the way that they work and what the jargon is of mlms um it, as soon as i if in the future if i ever go to another meeting and i hear you got to keep working on your downline you got to keep working you got to work hard you know that kind of stuff that was a huge red flag the defensiveness the the before you even tell me what the job is arguing that it's legitimate before even saying what your role is not even saying really what your role is like I still was not even clear on what the role is until I, I thought that was going to come after the first meeting because, okay, full disclosure, after being, I was a huge caffeine addict at the time, two and a half years clean and sober caffeine right now, but um I, and I was hungry. <laughs> and at the end of the two hours, I was like, okay, I, I was a little bit foggy and everything. And I was still giving the benefit of the doubt of this because I trusted the person and there was enough in, um, what they had started to say and also I trusted Transamerica you know they had the they had the picture of the building there I'm from the bay area I've driven by that building several times I know the history it's very old it's you know I think they had pers- you know on purpose exploited that um reputation and the history and stuff and said well we're definitely going to try to be affiliated with something so that we could Uh, and and lying about the affiliation about what it was um so i did sign up for the um background check so then when i um so another thing also is what and this is what i read later if you want to if they ask to put any money up front tell them please take it out of my first paycheck because that will put them into a corner because you are not supposed to put any money up front for a job. And I've looked at different jobs where I've recognized that like teaching English and stuff, any of these things where they say like, oh, pay us $1,000 and we'll find you the job, you know, abroad or whatever. Nope. You apply to the job, you get the job, they hire you, they pay you once you're there, right? You should never pay up front for any, um, expenses. When I worked in, um, the public high school system, in private high schools and stuff, they pay for your uh, fingerprints, they pay for the background check, right? So or so you either pay for it and then they reimburse you or you can tell them, take it out of my first paycheck once I'm, you know, hired. So if if they ask you for any upfront money before you have actually put any hours into it, that is a red flag. If, if, and they, they make it, I don't even know if it was a background check, honestly. They, that's what they do to legitimize because at least that, that upline got that money out of me that day. And he was hoping to get more because then there was the training packages. And then the, the first, like, you're supposed to buy the product. So you know the product so that you can sell the product properly. Right. So it really did like as after I looked into it, because as soon as I got home, I had actually set up a date to meet. My the guy that recruited me, his upline, the guy that recruited him, he was. They tried to legitimate that, to legitimize that as well by saying like, oh, he's gonna, he's gonna be the one to train you, the one that trained me, right? So I had a meeting with him in like three days. This was a Saturday, and I think I had a meeting Monday or Tuesday evening. As soon as I got home, I was like, well, let's look into this. Simple Google search: uh, World Financial Group is a multi-level marketing. Oh, immediately, yes. Again, as I said, the cartoon, like, red face and steam out of the ears, I was like, oh, no, you did not.
0: Head over to com and grab yourself a little something something and support the show by supporting our sponsors. National Voter Registration Day is kind of a big deal. It's a yearly, nonpartisan holiday celebrating our democracy. And it's all about getting as many people as possible to, that's right, register to vote. So why is that important right now? Well, sure, local and state elections may not get as much attention as the midterms or the presidential elections, but there's still a super important way for you to use your voice to make an impact and help shape the future of your community. And one of the best parts Registering to vote is really easy thanks to organizations like Headcount. Get registered there in minutes and you won't have to worry about registration deadlines in your state. And then you'll be ready to participate in all of your upcoming local, state, and federal elections. That really is a big deal. Head to headcount.org forward slash spotify now to register. That's headcount.org forward slash spotify. See you at the polls.
1: And then I started looking at the Better Business Bureau over and over again. The complaints were I did not know this was a pyramid scheme. You took my ninety nine dollars. I want it back. Please like uh, refund me for this. I was not it was not clear about this. I was told I was going to get a job from Trans-America. (laughs) Everybody (laughs) said the same thing about that. And then once I started looking at more like MLM and everything immediately, I sent a um, a text to the guy that I was going to have a meeting with. I said, well, I'm going to remain a, a courteous, sane, decent person, and I'm just going to let him know as soon as possible so he can open his time to do something else. Um, I said, I am not going to, I'm actually not interested in this opportunity. Thank you. Please cancel my Monday evening meeting, right? I get a phone call back, not even text back it. Hi, I'm interested in why you came to this decision. And I would like to talk to you about it. And even if you're not interested in this, I have some other opportunities that may And so first off, um, as I, this is the first time I heard it, uh, articulated so well on your podcast, actually. No is a complete sentence. I do not owe you an explanation of why I don't want to be a part of this. I don't need to tell you. And what you have other uh, opportunities, what other MLMs you think, oh, she doesn't like financial services. So maybe she likes makeup or, you know, fitness. <laughs> like, No, I don't, I, I'm not interested. So I don't hear anything back from him, but the original guy that recruited me, he calls me and says, oh, I heard that you told, you know, so-and-so that, I wasn't, you weren't interested and I want to know how you came to this decision and I want to talk to you about it. Maybe I can take you out for lunch and we can talk. Again, I don't owe you anything. Like you, you decline an opportunity. That's it. I, again, I've never had another job where you go into an interview, they ask you that that's it. You know, they're, they're looking for somebody else because they know that they are the one that, that if you don't find it beneficial, then that's it. Right. Obviously, the fact that they were trying to to pursue it more meant that it was more beneficial for them than for me to keep pursuing it. Right. Absolutely. So I ignore it. <laughs> right. Yeah. I mean, like, isn't that a red flag too? I mean, of course, the the flags have already shown themselves to oh, me. Yeah. <laughs> for sure but I mean like even if
0: you like go to Starbucks right and you decide to get a job and you have an application and you fill out the Starbucks application and you go to the interview and you realize look I I don't really want to make coffee and I don't want to get up that early and you decline the opportunity if it's presented to you Starbucks doesn't then like follow you around and ask you You but why
1: (laughs) but why don't you want to work Why exactly That's a massive, can I, can I take you out to lunch? And so, so I ghost him, I leave him alone. He calls back again in another two weeks and says the same thing. I ghost him at this point. I'm just kind of like, I'm, I'm setting a social experiment to see like how long this is going to last. Because now that I know a little bit more about the psychology of MLMs, I'm like, this is kind of interesting to me. And I've already given my answer. So it's not like I'm, uh, I'm being evasive or something. I've just said, no. I, so it's it's not like I he's questioning whether or not the emails or the texts are going through or if there's a miscommunication. I've said no, I'm not interested. He sends me a little e-card for Thanksgiving. I ignore it again. Two weeks later, I get one of the most aggressive, scary voice messages, voicemails that I've ever had. He he's this like six something man. I'm this little five two a lot. Smaller since COVID, but I was a small little thing. <laughs> like, girl, right? And he's yelling, Tallulah, tell me, why are you not talking to me? I need to know where you are. You have to go, like, just yelling, like, really aggressive and, like, so angry. And I was like, okay, at this point, it's not a fun little, like, this went on for a long time. Yeah, it was like this barking at me. And I was like, I've, I have never received that kind of treatment, I don't think for, especially not somebody that I, I knew that little, right? It was so incredibly aggressive. So I I set up my uh, my LinkedIn, my email, everything. I, I blocked on all of those. And then the last one I remained for the text. And I said, I'm not interested in joining your pyramid scheme. Please leave me alone. Goodbye. And then I sent it, make sure it was delivered. And then I blocked it there so that I had no no possible way that he could contact me again because that just freaked the hell out of me right and then i contacted the um coordinator of the employment development center that i was at and i said you know i know you have a great reputation and you do such great work for people that i wanted to let you know that this person is there not because he's genuinely looking for a job and looking to get um feedback to to find a a good job but he's trying to recruit people for this pyramid what basically uh, i mean it it's a pyramid scheme right okay we can absolutely it's a pyramid between scheme, the mlm yeah. because they actually have a product but if the point is that oh, always got to work on your downline and that the fact that he was so angry that he had partially roped me in but then didn't get me to to complete the whole thing and i mean it's just it when somebody is actively looking for that kind of thing, it is that much more sleazy and underhanded to present something and say, oh, I specifically had you in mind because of what I knew about your background and experience and do that, you know, switcheroo that pull the rug under. It's just, it's unethical, it's it's mean-spirited. I mean, I, and looking back, of course, I know all the, I, I'm so well-versed in it now. I watched, you know, Becoming a God in Southern Florida. I watched the Herbalife documentary. I watched your documentary. I've listened to all your podcast stuff. I've looked into the the link between cults and stuff. I've seen some of these um, YouTube things of going, it's hilarious. There's a great one, Going Undercover in World Financial Group, where he keeps his phone on the video and, <laughs> and uh, tries to talk about the, and then people, you know, backtrack and, and say different things when they're trying and um so of course knowing now it's it just makes me even more upset that somebody would um would really try to exploit that people were desperate in looking for decent paying work and waste their time and try to try to do that kind of thing um obviously if I was looking to you know shift to the corporate world and look into you know transferring my skills to some other kind of job i was not interested in alienating my friends and family and then just calling strangers on the phone i mean if i get a a a telemarketer call me i just hang up immediately if i see spam risk a a thing i don't know i answer and i click i i stop you know i i don't want to be that kind of person And so you know all this like and these these terms of the downline and upline like at first i thought maybe it was a financial um financial services jargon <laughs> i didn't know yeah, that's, that's another thing. Like you're, you are not
0: in the financial services. So you right. come here and they're saying these things and you're like, maybe upline and downline. So it, yeah, maybe
1: that's me. what some, yeah. Well, and then another thing too, is like, I know also from what it takes to have those kinds of jobs where they were claiming that you can have that kind of salary within this amount of years. I was like, well, I know people who went to school for finance and economics and stuff. Like why? Why? why would you get a degree or a master's if you could just buy a 500 course that is open to anybody that doesn't even need to bring their resume in to this like large cattle call it was like a cattle call for for casting you know for like a (laughs) for extras for a movie or something like if there's no um once i realized that it wasn't really that he thought i was um i was uniquely qualified for some position with this that he had he's all oh, this is my you know my nephew um, he's also here for this as well and the nephew kind of like looked young and I don't know it's hard to judge people but he didn't look like he was very engaged with I me mean, I was like so you just need warm bodies in here basically yes exactly like just, really
0: the only requirements for joining one of these companies is uh, a social security right. number a
1: credit card that works
0: <laughs> and, a the out. Like,
1: yes, and a heartbeat. Yes, really? and Right. So I, I'm like, wait a minute. If I'm, why would I have joined this this group that was helping me work on exactly how I'm wording my resume, on how to network, on how to make a good, if, if I wanted to be part of something that, yeah, you needed a heartbeat, a social security card, and a credit card number. <laughs> the only requirements, really? I mean, yeah. I don't have to have any financial. We'll teach you
0: that. And And it's not about the
1: business anyway, it's about the
0: opportunity.
1: And the finding your why. I remembered that uh, that was one that you talked about before and that, that struck a chord too. I was like, you know what? I do actually remember about like, that's why they brought in all this pathos uh, stuff in the meetings because, and like you said, no, I, I don't, if I'm looking for a service, I don't care about why the person's there. I just want the service, right? So why why are you pushing that? I need to give the, that. That's why they were giving the sob story about the kidneys, about the, you know, the, uh, I I couldn't uh, afford the, like, the other one talked about his wife carrying twins and she was so small framed and it was a surprise pregnancy and it turned out it was twins and they needed more money and the world financial group really is the one that was able to like, Again, I think we just need a better healthcare, childcare system to support our people in this country. It's not a question of, well, let's keep the system as it is, but you be one of the few that can exploit other people, make tons of money and then you can solve this problem on your own and yeah, join our MLM. <laughs> yeah. I-,
0: I talked to, you know, my friend Savvy on the episode that we did. Uh, And and we talk about that very briefly. I might need to have her come on and we can talk more about the socioeconomic issues that we have that allow MLMs to look like a good idea. Um, But yeah, you know, people are struggling in these MLMs. They come in promising all of these things that aren't actually
1: true. And And even if they were, is that the answer to these larger issues within our society? Like just no, I don't exploiting think so. that, right. Just exploiting those uh, fears of people and those actual, like, you know, I've had health insurance issues with, you know, a very high premium and all that kind of stuff, which led me to think like, we need a better system, but I didn't think, Oh, I need to do something for myself. That's only going to benefit me and it can't be a j-o-b obviously i mean (laughs) this whole like and that's another thing too about like shitting on other people's choices in what kind of job they want like i do love having a salaried position i've had jobs that i've absolutely loved that paid decently and i would have never been in that position and gone to somebody who had their own business and say, "oh, you don't have a salary. Why don't you have you know, like like you know, it's it just <laughs> being part of that, i don't have to recruit somebody else. i could be like, "oh, that's great. This works for you. This is wonderful. i'm glad you're successful in this." And we don't even have to talk about work most of the time. You know, <laughs> we're just i don't have to have part of my personality and part of my job is trying to you know, demean other people's way of getting money and saying that it's it's not that good and how how oh, all these things that you don't have and you know that that you have to do like that 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 other like really defensive looking thing it's like, well, why do you have to be defensive if you're not you know obviously you must be getting a lot of pushback or you must be getting people criticizing you for these things, otherwise, why are you pushing this kind of a narrative of that it's you know, <laughs> that you have to argue and get, you have to defend yourself. Absolutely. And I get <laughs> comments
0: like that from people, uh, on TikTok, on Instagram, on Facebook, anytime somebody comes at me when I'm spitting facts and just sharing factual information, like breaking down an income disclosure or something, there's always somebody that pops on there. That goes like, why do you care? Or like, well, this business, you know, is supporting my family. And it's just like, stop defend like stop defending this Stop defending it. You look at the comments, 99% of the comments are people going, This is a scam. And then there's that one person in there. Yeah,
1: and that like, one is like, Oh, you don't understand. Yeah. Or, or like I, I see a lot of the World Financial Group ones. It's like, Well, it just depends how hard you work. The people who are not making the money are not working as hard. And again, there's a certain baseline of when you have a regular job that you show up and you do the job. You don't, it's not that you have to, it's not this, you know, dog eat dog thing of like you have to work so much harder to do it if you don't work a certain amount, then yeah, you're going to get fired again. But we're not talking about that. We're talking about you show up, you do the job that you're agreed to do, that both of you have agreed to do. If if you want to do extra stuff and you're working for a promotion, fine, go for it. But <laughs> it, it doesn't mean that the only only the people that are working so much at putting so many more hours are going to be earning that much more money like you you have the agreement that this is the the labor you're providing and this is the money that they're providing for that labor absolutely i like to
0: i always love to hear the argument of like well it's capitalist mlms that's how capitalism works and i was like Um, yes and no like capitalism (laughs) is not this weird dog eat dog where you're like you know like like some sort of cartoon or like i'm gonna get in there today and i'm gonna do more sales than anybody and i'm gonna right, be the yeah. winner of the day and it's like that's just not
1: how it works right, yeah like i know if my students learned more words that day than they did yesterday i didn't get more money <laughs> for doing that job right <laughs> and the days that i just needed to watch a movie <laughs> I didn't get less money <laughs> for teaching, you know, yeah. as long as you're doing the base of what they're asking for and you're hitting those, you know, you're, you're hitting whatever the goals are for the semester or for the, the month or for whatever, like you're, you're good. That's, that's what you're, you're expected to do. And they have that funding in there and everything. But also I, I, like I said, I didn't, I didn't have to recruit new teachers. That wasn't part of my job either. And yeah. that, that's not even a sustainable model because at a certain point, you, you need students too, right? <laughs> yeah, you can't just like keep recruiting teachers
0: <laughs> like when this, this school has like 85
1: teachers <laughs> and like
0: eight students because <laughs> this just, it's unsustainable. It's just recruiting forever is unsustainable. Right. You run out I of people that, on earth.
1: That, like, how, it's how many, like 15 um, lines or something before you run out of people yeah. on earth. Yeah. Like. <laughs> Before you exceed the population, and again, right. this Do is like babies,
0: <laughs> like the elderly people in third world countries that don't even know what MLM is, like all of those people. All don't have, have money for it. it as well.
1: if people are living on a dollar a day. How is having them be a, a realistic source of that ninety nine dollars sign up for the background check? And what does the background check mean if you live in, you know, Thailand or Ethiopia or something? Like, wh- how is that relevant to the U.S.? Like, what? <laughs> what is the- it all it's all
0: like it's just all legitimizing bullshit yes all of it all of it is just to make it look real so that yeah. anybody has any questions at all they can be like but we're real because look we had this, this this and the part the- background check A right place
1: that wasn't real would be doing background <laughs> checks would it and what's so interesting is that when people do come up with something that they haven't heard before then they don't have an answer because the answer isn't already in there because they have so much experience of being called out in certain things because they've been you know operating for whatever 20 some odd years or whatever or been talking to other people in other mlms that have been operating so they have some kind of a slick answer again this well only one of you you know you all four have uh, memberships to the gym but only one of you is in shape right? Like that's, that's a slick answer. It's like, Oh yeah, of course. Right. So, but if you post something else, like maybe they won't have a pre-manufactured answer because they haven't practiced, you know, they haven't sent it to their upline and said, well, what, how do we answer this thing? You know, um, like the, I'd, I'd love to see, I I would actually, I'd, I'm actively trying to get invited to an, especially now that things are opening up, if we can get to one of those other cattle call things. I would love to Go back and ask some these questions like outright to them within the thing. Had I been savvy enough to do it to begin with, I would have. Um, But is when it gets back to it, be like, okay, we'll take it out of my first paycheck. I know that's how jobs work. Wow, that'd be really interesting. No, I mean, like that—that's one thing that I don't think that they could argue because part of what they are at least. I mean obviously they they are counting on if you do that then that you're good for the next $500 and the next $1000 of signing up for the training which again if you can get a degree in this then how much is a a little you know a couple of weeks whatever training for for selling these things and then buying the product yourself so you know what it is you can't sell what you don't know would you sell a McDonald's hamburger if you hadn't already had a hamburger you know if you haven't tasted it like how can you <laughs> like um that's why he was so persistent in following me because he thought that if you hook the if you're gullible enough to do the first thing, then you don't let that go. I'm sure there's probably i don't know I can't say this for certain, but I'm sure there's probably i don't know if maybe there's a reward for sustaining somebody beyond the first day of the um background check or if there's a penalty for if somebody drops after that because of the 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 aggressive pursuant of me up to that very aggressive verbally abusive message of yelling at me also i'm wondering like what what did he hope what was his hope of after that was he thinking oh if i yell at her and threaten her then she's gonna be on board possibly <laughs> then she's gonna join and,
0: and i the
1: deal by like yelling at her <laughs> Yeah, yeah, possibly (laughs) like why would that make it more likely that I'm going to say, yeah, let's meet for lunch and you can talk to me about this by by being aggressive and mean and like
0: (laughs) it really is so silly and and, you know I'm not really sure why they act that way other than um, well being nice didn't work so let's see if being aggressive works Um, and you know they don't really the, the honest answer is probably because he wants you to sign the dotted line, because once you sign the dotted line, you're then committed to that monthly fee that you're paying. You're committed to everything. Once you're inside, you're a little easier to control and easier to manipulate. Um, and the fact that you hadn't signed that dotted line yet is just, you're you're just one step closer, right? So I've seen training videos and things, um, and, and funnel systems that MLMs use. And honestly, it's like, hey, send them down this funnel. And if they get to the end and they join, then great. And if they don't join, then put them back at the end of the funnel and message them again in two weeks and send them back down the funnel again and see if they join. So really it's this repetitiveness. They, uh, you can tell them no, and they're just going to put you back at the beginning of the funnel. And honestly, I hate to say it because it's not really the way that I operate, but sometimes you just got to block these people.
1: Oh yeah, and that's have to you know
0: yeah yeah. I don't personally like to block people because then they can't hear my message when they're ready to hear it. But at the same time, when people are harassing you, you
1: know, there's no hope for that person. You just yeah, and especially if you don't know them. If they had right exactly, if they had already recruited a family member, I mean, he said his nephew was there, and he had been doing this. He had actually signed up for this employment development group. Like, to, he was obviously so far into it. And if he was the point where he was going to be, um, you know, verbally abusive towards me, like, he was beyond where I could send him a message of, like, do you realize you're in some kind of a scam? Like, he he was not going to hear that any more than I was going to, like, sit and go to lunch with him and be like, yeah, I'll join <laughs> after, after all, you yeah, know? Absolutely. But I no. mean, that's why I was interested in sharing this, because any more that people can get the message out that... These things are even if they're legal, they're not ethical. They're not moral. They're not legitimate. It's not a good way to. It's not even a, an effective way to make money. I I I was surprised, but then I was comp- I was not surprised that it when I heard you know from another uh, episode of your podcast that it's more likely to strike it rich in Vegas than it is to actually make a profit in an MLM and i mean that just says it all right i mean like that is that's the benchmark we use is like oh you might as well win the lottery or strike it rich in vegas it's like that that's seen as being something that is not attainable <laughs> so if this is even less attainable than that why is it still being held up as something that is legitimate and that is a possibility and like again that little slick answer of like oh well you know four of you are part of their, you know gym membership and then only one of you is in shape it just depends on the kind of amount of work you do well, if the amount of work you do is that you get in kind of more on the earlier side of it, and then you're more willing to exploit other people and make sure they're losing money, and that's how you make money, then that's immoral as well. I mean, that's that's not a success. That's not the American success. That's not how you're supposed to pay for your nephew's kidney. That's not how you're supposed to pay for, you know, the the surprise twins and the C-section and spinal issue of your wife. That's not how you're supposed. To, they had these, you know, pictures of trips to Singapore and Thailand that, you know, the uplines, again, I didn't know what that meant, <laughs> but they had that in the, in the little office space that they took us around. Like, that's not how you're supposed to get there. You're not supposed to scam people. You're not supposed to tug on the heartstrings and manipulate people and trick people who are legitimately looking for work that is legitimate work that they're going to get if they show up and do their job right. Yeah, it 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 breaks my heart that yeah. that people get
0: manipulated into these, obviously. You know, I have a whole podcast dedicated to <laughs> hoping to stop that. Um, and it, it is really sad. You know, people don't understand how predatory and insidious these businesses are. I hate to call them businesses, but, um, you know, these companies are they're not good. And so I thank you for giving us your perspective of just being somebody that was recruited into one. So um, is there anything else that you want to say before we do some rapid fire
1: questions? Um, I get it. it might be answered with the rapid fire. So go for it. <laughs> Possibly. All right. Yeah. So I know you weren't
0: in, so I'll sort of tweak these a little bit, but sure. one word that encompasses how you feel about multi-level marketing? Immoral. That's a great word. Uh, What's a warning to someone that you would give them if they would want to join an
1: MLM, something you tell somebody? I would say, don't worry about being polite. Don't worry about the other person's feelings. If that is a, a reason that you, or, or avoiding awkwardness or anything, if that turns out that that's the reason that you're saying, well, I don't want to make this person, I don't want to, you know, cut off this friendship or this, or I don't want to make them feel bad. If that check, if that is the reason that you're not going to do something, if that is it, don't do it. Don't worry. They're the ones that are invading your peace and your space. You don't owe them anything. And if, if you can't find a better reason to do it for yourself, it, if it doesn't look legitimate, and the only reason that you would do it is out of fear of um, not being nice, not being polite, not being uh, compliant, then that speaks for itself. It's, it's not worth it for you. And, and don't worry about trying to coddle the feelings of somebody that was going to rope you into something like this. What is the worst MLM in your opinion? I think, um, well, I mean, I have the most experience with World Financial Group, but um, as far as I know, I, I really believe um, because it's the oldest and the way that it functions, I think Amway is pretty bad. And I know that Amway, um, I, I'm not sure if they encourage people to quit their full-time jobs in the way that World Financial Group did, because I know that other play, other ones like I've known people that did Mary Kay as a side thing and Avon and whatever, and I I don't think of those as being as predatory. Um, But part of I know Amway is saying that it's it's you know about families and it's really banking on that kind of thing. And I know World Financial Group tells you to quit your full time job. Jobs are not job, job is a bad word. You know it's a J O B, and that kind of thing is is very damaging because people might actually do that. They might lose their health insurance. They might lose their salary. Um, thinking that this is something beneficial. So anyone that does that, that really pushes that instead of like a side hustle, um, I think those those are are probably the worst because they have really, really bad um, uh, outcomes.
0: While you were in that meeting, mm-hmm. what was something that you learned that sort of opened your eyes while you were sitting at that meeting? Uh oh. Well, the the the
1: locked doors and the no windows was pretty big. <laughs> that was something. Um, the 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 defensiveness, the starting out about why they are legitimate, and and the defending of why they're not bad versus what the benefits are for them. So the the putting down other things versus why it's a good thing to work for them. I've never seen a job um, advertisement, you know, in all my like applying for jobs or heard a pitch from somebody about working for a place or looked at somebody's website and have it be all the reasons why you shouldn't work somewhere else. You know, it's all been about what are the benefits of working for you. So if you're starting out with Defending that you are legitimate or why working anywhere else, literally, or a, at a a J-O-B, like working at a salaried job is bad. If they're starting out with the negatives about other things, that's, I think that was probably the biggest. And then lastly, um, I'm going to ask you
0: a positive takeaway from your experience being targeted
1: and sitting through that meeting. That I'm better than that. That, that I I... I I have the values that I do and I believe the things and I I I don't even if even if the um even if the promises of the amount of money was legit that I I don't want to do something like that and that I know like doing like this that I could I could take those those lessons and share to other people like, this is what to look for. And this is what you should not do. Um, and I wish I could have talked to every single other person sitting in that meeting and been like, what do you think about this? Don't you think that you could do something better than signing up for this? E- anything, you know, like what? And and let's go find those employment development centers or let's go find those people like can you talk to somebody else about what what are you in the position that you think that this might be a good thing for you to do let's find an alternative you know so so knowing that there are alternatives and that you can reach people um and that we're, we're all better we're all better than that you know we, nobody needs to do this
0: absolutely i completely agree with you thank you so much for sharing your perspective uh it's so interesting to to hear it from somebody who got invited to one of these things, thinking it might be a good thing. And then kind of realized while you were sitting there that this is definitely not what you. Thank you so much for listening to life after MLM. Please don't forget to like and subscribe and share with all of your anti MLM friends as well. See you next time.